Five years back, India introduced GST to simplify taxes. One nation, one tax was the motto it wanted to implement. And while it may have solved this problem for indirect taxes, a new section in the income tax, which has become the talk of the town, is threatening to make our direct tax payments very, very complex. It is Section 194R of TDS, which became enforceable from earlier this month. Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. Before we get into the specific new section of TDS, let's get clarity on what TDS or tax deducted at source is. TDS is just income tax that is pre-deducted right at the source of the income. Which is why your credited salary is always a little less than what was promised. But why? Well, there are two main reasons for it. You see, one of the sources of revenue for the government is the income tax. But if all of us were to pay it during a one-month period towards the end of the year, it could keep the government cash-starved for the rest of the year. But if the government keeps getting bits and pieces of this income tax throughout the year, cash flow management becomes easy. Also, it is way easier to track whether companies have deposited tax or not rather than to check whether you and I and lakhs of others like us have done so. And now this pre-deducted tax will also be applicable on all the gifts and promotional packages that influencers get. Uh, How? You see, Section 194R of TDS which has become applicable from the 1st of July, states that if a company is providing any benefits or perks, that's benefits that you get out of the virtue of your job or position to anyone for business purposes, they first need to deduct 10% tax from the original value. But how can you deduct tax from a gift package or products given to influencers to endorse Simple, if a company is sending a PR package worth 50,000 rupees, the influencer in question will have to pay 5,000 rupees up front to get it. Yes, influencers' days of getting free stuff are over. They can, however, return products to the company once they are done endorsing to avoid the tax. However, most products that influencers get, like skincare products or makeup, can't be returned and need to be used by them. So, the whole influencer economy could be in trouble because of this law. It will negatively impact many small and upcoming companies that relied on influencer marketing to get word of their brand out there. So, the whole influencer economy could be in trouble because of this law. It will negatively impact many small and upcoming companies that relied on influencer marketing to get word of their brand out there. Influencers may be skeptical of accepting any and all freebies now that they have to pay for them. They may even start charging to accept promotional packages. This will also impact budding influencers who are hoping to grow and create a name for themselves. But this new section isn't just targeting influencers. Even doctors and salaried employees will be impacted. You see, doctors often receive free medicine samples to promote them. But now these samples won't be free. 
doctors will have to pay TDS on them. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, but why salaried employees? They don't get any freebies. Well, they kind of do. For instance, every time you go have lunch with a client, you pay the bill, but the company reimburses it and you get a free lunch. Sounds great, right? But well, companies list this as a business expense to reduce their taxable income. From the government's point of view, the reimbursement that they give you is an additional income for you. But because you and I see it as a reimbursement, we don't report it and are not taxed for it. So the government gets less tax from companies because they've reported it as an expense and no tax from us because we haven't reported it. That's what this code is trying to change. It is trying to widen and deepen the government's tax base by taxing income that was earlier slipping through its hands. But this will complicate things. Most companies, somewhere or the other, reimburse clients for shifting or traveling or food. Once more. Most companies, somewhere or the other, reimburse clients for shifting or traveling or food. All of this now will come with an added cost for the employees. Plus, they'll also have to keep a track of this additional income, which is not really an income, and add it to their books. Not just that. From an implementation point of view also, this could be a nightmare. Many companies will have to set up a whole team to keep track of reimbursements. This will create a lot of hassle and could end up costing companies quite a bit of money. And who will be the most impacted? MSMEs. They'll probably have to team up with other MSMEs or opt for freelancing services to comply with this new law. However, there are a few, once more. However, there are a few ways in which companies can avoid this hassle. Number one, they can opt for corporate credit cards, which they can give to employees to end the whole reimbursement dilemma. Number two, they could also get corporate memberships of Uber so that travel costs also don't have to be reimbursed. And finally, they could also give employees company checkbooks to pay with or ask them to bill expenses directly in the company's name. This could minimize compliance issues, but will probably not end them because not everybody will accept checks and cards and you can't use Uber everywhere. Additionally, does the government have the bandwidth to deal with all this extra compliance? Will it really be able to track whether companies are actually complying with this or not? All in all, the law may be helping the government earn a little extra money, but at what cost? Well, with that, it's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow. 